Welcome to the Right to Reason podcast. I'm your host, Robert Stanley. Welcome to 2021. What could possibly go wrong this year? Today, we are asking Arn Raw, Brian Keith Dalton, Andrew Hall, and Emerson Green. Now that Trump's gone, what's next? It's the Right to Reason podcast. This episode of the Right to Reason podcast is brought to you by our patrons and contributors like me. We have all recognized the value of the unrestrained marketplace of ideas and have decided to make a difference. You can make a difference too. Contribute at patreon.com forward slash right and learn more about your right to reason at the right to reason.com. Your activism is appreciated. And today we're joined with Emerson Green, Aaron Ra, Brian Dalton, and Andrew Hall. Gentlemen, I'm so happy to have you here. Happy to be here. I made it to 2021. <laughs> you don't sound enthused. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. <laughs> you, can, you can find Brian Dalton in a, in a different mood uh, on patreon.com forward slash <laughs> M-R-D-E-I-T-Y. That's Mr. Deity. You can also look on Patreon for Aaron Ra in the same format. Patreon.com forward slash R-N-R-A, A-R-O-N-R-A. Emerson Green is the host of Counter Apologetics and Walden Pod, both found under Counter Apologetics. Uh, that's on YouTube, and that's also a podcast that you can find on any of your podcast outlets. He's everywhere. Andrew Hall, Laughing in Disbelief. That's on YouTube. Fantastic channel. Uh, you can also talk to him at Laugh Purgatory on Twitter. That's his handle, at Laugh Purgatory. Uh, once again, thanks, guys, so much for joining us. I wanted to play you something. Bernie Sanders apparently had a crystal ball. He said this months in advance before Trump declared the election a complete fraud. It could well be, and you know, I don't know what's going to happen, nobody does, but it could well be that at 10 o'clock on election night, Trump is winning in Michigan, he's winning in Pennsylvania, he's winning in Wisconsin, and he gets on the television and he says, thank you Americans for re-electing me, it's all over, have a good day. But then the next day and the day following, all of those mail-in ballots start getting counted, and it turns out that Biden has won those states. At which point Trump says, see, I told you the whole thing was fraudulent. I told you those mail-in ballots were crooked, and I got, you know, we're not going to leave office. So apparently Bernie just can see into the future. I, I think it's just that it was really obvious that was going to happen. All the wacko QAnon Trump supporter alt-right people, they're all saying, look, Bernie gave it away. He wasn't supposed to tell us what the whole plan was that we had all these, uh, what, poll watchers, vote counters, who else? I mean, it was, multiple courts were in on it. I mean, it would have to be so big, but, but that's what they're claiming is the whole thing was a fraud and Bernie gave away the secret plan. <laughs> I'm going to make a prediction. Tomorrow, the sun is going to rise in the <laughs> east. <laughs> everyone was talking about the red mirage everybody knew the red mirage was going to happen which was it was going to look like trump was winning the night mm. of because they count the the walk-in votes before the mail-in votes uh, you know and, and he told uh, everybody don't don't vote mail-in 
don't do it. So mm-hmm. all his supporters mm-hmm. aren't going to do it. And then it's pretty obvious what happens. Mm-hmm. He made sure that it was going to happen this way. He tells his own people don't do, don't do the mail-in votes and then tries to stop the count when the, the walk-in votes are counted to stop the count of the mail-in votes because he knew it was going to happen this way. And then we all knew because he said months earlier or years earlier, he said that he would accept the uh, election results if he wins. You know, either way, Bernie is either a prophet or he's at the head of this amazing cabal. So let's give him some power and let him do his thing. Yeah, that's my feeling. Well, he's certainly using some power right now. Um, he's really trying to push for that $2,000 on the stimulus check. I don't see it happening. I really don't. Did they Did they cave? I, I haven't watched anything today. Did they cave on the defense bill? Bernie was going to hold that up, right? Does anyone know? I, I didn't know. hear anything yet. He wasn't going to let that come to a vote unless yeah. unless McConnell put the uh, $2,000 check thing to a right. vote. I, th- I think that's still going on uh, right now. Awesome. Good for him. Yeah, finally. I, I was losing faith in the guy, to be honest. I, really? I yeah, I didn't like that he let the DNC do what they did to him twice. And I understand his reasoning on it. If I go my own party, if I if I create a, a third party or I, I tell all my supporters don't vote Biden or you know, whatever whatever scenario you want to play out, Trump wins. And I get that yeah. that would that would <laughs> I mean at least one good thing came out of twenty twenty. We don't have to hear that fucking buffoon again. But I'm I'm kinda worried he's not going away. Well, I'm I'm hoping that, of course, that, that he, you know, Biden gets nominated and we can put all this behind us. And then Trump goes up on a whole bunch of felony charges. Yes. Yes, please. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I want him to hit him with everything and the whole family, too. <laughs> the the I, idea well, of that. I, I kind of personally don't see that happening just because the precedent of prosecuting former presidents is not something that either party wants to happen for obvious reasons. It's not going to be Biden doing it. There's a whole bunch of other private people in yeah. and and states. Yeah, uh, exactly. like New York is leading the way. They've they've got they're just waiting. They've they've got all the charges lined up. And as soon as he's out of office, they're going to hit him. What I'm afraid of is Trumpism is a lot like herpes. <laughs> and that... How funny because I was just going to tell Aaron I'm getting a little erect. <laughs> <laughs> this kind of was turning me on for sure. How is it like herpes, and, and Andrew? Now that the country's got it, it's going to be. Um, Difficult to get to get rid of Trumpism. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. The Republicans, the way they deal with everything now is basically it's the model of Christian apologetics. It's just make up bullshit, make up bullshit, make up bullshit, and just you know no regard for truth or science or just demonstrable evidence or any of that. You just say whatever you need to say at the moment to, to push through and to make your people feel like you have an answer because all they need is an, an answer. They don't need the answer. They just need an answer. And it's totally infected the politics of the right now. Yeah. That's, wasn't it, that's, uh, they, wasn't it yeah. Goebbels that said, uh, just if you just keep saying it, people will start believing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's, that's totally their format. And he's, he's yeah. going to get his own TV show after this and he's going to keep doing his rallies. And I'm afraid to say it guys, 2024, he's coming back. That's my that's my little crystal ball prediction. But how old is he already? Eighty uh, four? No, no, he's seventy two oh, okay. or seventy three. I think. Okay, I know he Alexa, wasn't. How old is Donald Trump? He's he's a little he's a little younger than Biden. They they're not that far apart. He's seventy four. No, no, I I'm, I expect maybe that his his age may go in reverse. You know, just like. His height went up an inch, and his weight suddenly went down by 30, 40 pounds. Yes. That happens to me on my dating profile. 
<laughs> do you do you have Mr. Deity on the dating profile? But Putin was talking about whether whether Trump would flee to Russia. Yes. And and Putin said that he wouldn't flee that, that Trump wouldn't likely flee to Russia because there are so many people in the United States that like him. But that doesn't that doesn't change anything. Right. No, it's not going to change you the have, law. The you thing, have to think about the conversations that the security services have been having behind closed doors about what happens if a if an ex-president decides to go to North Korea. What if they decide to go to Russia? What if yeah. they decide to a foreign power, an enemy yeah. power? What kind of conversations are being held? That's what I'm curious about. Well, we, we already had all, that problem because remember that, that uh, Trump had, I forget how many, I think it was up to 17, private meetings with Putin where there are mm -hmm. no recording devices, where we have absolutely no idea what was said, where, where recording yeah. devices were prohibited. And and as in all of his things, you know, the the uh, there's an NDA non-disclosure agreement the the, uh, the the translators and everybody that's involved mm -hmm. uh, have to be silent. So we have no idea what Trump has already been talking to Putin about all this time. The other thing I'm excited about is and maybe I'm just wrong on this, but and maybe I shouldn't be excited, but. Aren't we able to aren't we going to be able to see all this shit now that we that we didn't know about? I mean, there's there's with the other side in power. Isn't somebody going to be able to see like the grand jury testimony from the is the, the, the Mueller report? Isn't that going to get released? Are, are we going to be able to see if if they're truly the other side? I wouldn't put it past Biden to. Oh, what's it called? Whenever you you say this person can't get arrested. Are you talking about a pardon? Yeah, I, I, I couldn't put it past Biden. Biden can't pardon Trump for state charges. Oh, good point. Mm -hmm. Good point. Yeah, and the the three hundred thousand uh, separate charges of, of wrongful death suit, you can't be pardoned for that either. Yeah. Yeah, we we already know that they're full of fraud, just all over the place. I mean, I mean, look look at what he's done with it just in the last you know, since the election. I mean, he he raised something like uh, two hundred million dollars. I mean, I knew that it was uh, a week or two ago, more, maybe more than that, that he had already raised up to one hundred and seventy million dollars oh by 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 sending out emails p pleading for people to donate to his uh, his campaign defense. Right. Except that mm -hmm. the fine print of that allows that he can take the substantial the, the majority of that money he can take for his, his own personal use. Yeah, seventy-five percent. I think it was. Yeah, unbelievable. So when his hundred million dollars comes due to the to the U.S. federal government, he owes other he owes other banks inside it. But he, he has at least a hundred million dollar debt that's coming due in in the, within a year. I think it was, and so he's going to have to pay all of that. And he's found a way to do it because he hmm. was broke. I think it the total that was four hundred million, wasn't it? Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we we were talking about like what he owes roughly a hundred million dollars just to the United States. Mm -hmm. And then he owes hundreds of millions of dollars to foreign banks, too. And we knew that when he got elected. And so that was the amazing thing to me. I'm like, he's a billionaire, but he owes hundreds of millions of dollars to foreign banks. And he doesn't pay his employees. Right. I mean, there's scads of people who, who would say, you know, that, that he skipped out a million dollar debt for construction to, the, you know, such and such company, that sort mm -hmm. of thing, that he, he just doesn't pay. He doesn't have the money that he pretends to have. The reason that he got on Forbes list in the first place was because he called them pretending mm. to be someone else. And, and he's using a fake name. He's blowing up Donald Trump and all his business acumen. But we can hear it's Donald Trump talking. Isn't that John Barron? <laughs> I think that was the name. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and these guys yeah. have been they've been scammed before. All these people sending him money. They got scammed with the wall. 
not just for for a reason to elect me. I'm going to build the wall. And then that was a total con job. You know, Mexico's going to pay for it. But they actually got people to send money to what was it like buildthewall.com or something crazy. I, I clicked mm-hmm. on it. It is the funniest thing. If you if you have time to just go and click on it, if they still have it up even because didn't uh, what was that former Breitbart guy? He went to he went to jail already. Or he Steve leaked? Bannon. Yeah. Steve Bannon. Yeah. Him. And- no, he's, he's he's up for trial, but not. not OK. He hasn't been but but it is so funny because they're like they're like if you if you send us you know a hundred dollars you'll get your name on a brick and that brick will go on the wall but the wall's metal <laughs> it's not even a brick <laughs> it's such a ridiculous website and everything you click well, they, were it, gonna, they were gonna put the bricks on top of the metal wall oh, okay that was okay the, yeah the a stairs it's gonna be a staircase of bricks yeah I, I, I want to do a callback to what Brian was saying earlier about this weaponized tribalism, the people who brought you this kind of evangelical Christianity with, where pastors can just fleece their flock. Mm-hmm. It's the same model that, mm-hmm. that Trump is. Yep. So what happens now? It's 2021. Biden's president. Uh, I see people saying, OK, we got to We got to push Biden left. We got what we wanted. We got Trump out of the way. Biden didn't agree to give us a whole lot. But his first day uh, looks pretty good for the environment. At least I got to give him credit where it's due. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised. Uh, yeah. I didn't expect Biden because I remember Biden saying that you know nothing will fundamentally change, and you know that's coming from the campaign that he used to belong to, which was change you can believe in. And at the end of that administration, I remember thinking that I don't believe I've seen much change. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so I, I wasn't expecting him to do anything. I mean, because he didn't in the in the previous administration when they promised to do change, you know, and, and virtually nothing happened, but. He he has made moves in the right direction. I do have to give him credit for that, at least environmentally. But it's it's almost like we said we're stuck in a hole. Let's stop digging. But we accept that we're going to be in a hole for another four years, not not getting our way out of it. But at least we're not digging deeper. But yeah, we then, we have to take emergency, urgent action on environmental issues at least. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that that was the thing that concerned me was that you know remember back in 2016 Hillary was talking about taking incremental steps. Mm-hmm. So she still wants to go to the cliff, but she just wants to go to the cliff slowly. Whereas <laughs> Trump floored it, you know. And 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 Bernie was the only one that was saying no. We need to go in the opposite direction. We need to start you know fixing the damage that we're doing. And nobody was listening to that. Nobody wants to pay it because that involves responsibility. And here's the problem with politics and religion, especially Christianity. It is it just absolves people of their responsibility. They don't have to actually help you with anything. They can just they can just pray, wish literally wish upon a star that you'll get the help that they need, and they don't have to do anything about it, right? They don't actually have to be punished for anything they go get wrong because their magic imaginary friend has forgiven them. Because of course, your imaginary friend knows exactly what bullshit excuses you were going to use, and so your your God understands completely why you did that thing and that you're fully justified in doing that. It's, that's the way religion is. And so these people he, don't have to be responsible made, for anything. And he made you to do it. Yeah. And so the, the environment is not an issue because we know that, you know, Jesus is going to come back any day now. They've been telling us for thousands of years that he's going to be coming back any day now and to roast the world anyway, so that it doesn't matter what we do to the environment. Right. So we don't have to take responsibility for anything. It's like uh, Ann Coulter said, you know, that the Christian way is the gas guzzling SUV with the wet bar. <laughs> so just to bring it back to what Aaron said there, like when when Biden said nothing will fundamentally change. I mean, I, for one, believe him. Like, I, I don't think that that was insincere. I don't think anything will fundamentally change. And uh, 
That's pretty depressing. I mean, like, I have a hard time, like, trying to stay plugged into, uh, you know, political news and stuff because it does just feel hopeless. Like, I don't know how you guys don't just collapse in despair, basically, and not pay attention. Um, there, because it really does just feel like nothing's going to change. There yeah. are people out there and, and NGOs, these nonprofits like Extinction Rebellion, who are out there and pushing the conversation to the left. And if people who are listening, you know, I've had a couple of people from Extinction Rebellion on my channel and um, the cheap plug, I guess. But, you know, it is a great organization and they are out there in the streets, even during the pandemic, trying to get people to put pressure on politicians. What about AOC pushing for uh, Pelosi? You're not going to get the vote from the progressives as long as you will not let us vote on Medicare for all. And we know it'll be thrown out by the Senate, but at least we'll throw it up as a vote in the House. It seems like a good plan to me. Yeah, well, the Overton window has definitely changed on that, because when Bernie first suggested that everybody scoffed and now <laughs> the majority of people want it. And that was just, that was just over four years. You know, the one thing that I'm hopeful is, you know, there are there are precedents that Trump has set, which if if anyone in the Biden administration is smart, they they can use them. And there's not a lot that can be said on the other side. For instance, Trump, through executive order, took a whole bunch of military money and put it towards building the wall. So yeah. why can't we take a bunch of military money and use it for X, Y, Z? Yeah. He's, he's got to run with that shit. I mean, that's 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 one of the things that, God, please let them be smart enough to, to do that. Not God, well, Hitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm completely mystified as to how how people, like, and I'm talking specifically about people in my, my own family, how they worship Trump. I mean, how mm -hmm. could anybody listen to that guy for five minutes and not realize that he's a pathological lying scammer? He's, he was a professional crime boss. That's what he is. It's I mean, like, he's a bullshitter. He's the most corrupt politician we've ever had. Because mm -hmm. there, there are people who think that you know, the Bible prophesied him. People vote for tribe. And he is able to, once again, bring this back to weaponized tribalism. Donald J. Trump understands tribalism, and that, and people do not vote with their forebrains typically, and that's how he gets people. He un, he doesn't understand a lot of things, but what he understands, he drills down on, and he understands weaponized tribalism. And also, the, those people that I was talking about, the the religious who who are a, a huge part of his base. Don't let, let's not forget that they don't live on Earth One. They they live somewhere <laughs> else. They are. They are on a whole other planet with different gravity and, you know, different biology. And it's, I mean, they're, they really are. If you really talk to these people, it's shocking. I mean, you can't get them to agree on basic facts when you show them basic facts. I, I was in my comments section and some guy was trying to tell me Trump doesn't lie. <laughs> and I gave, him, I, gave him, I gave him one of the, my favorite examples from, from the last year where and this is how bold and brazen he is with his bullshit. It's it's truly, we've never seen anything like this. He gets up at the podium at one of their uh, press conferences, the virus press conferences, and the head of the CDC has given an interview to the Washington Post where he said, the fall could be a nightmare. It could be horrible and blah, 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 blah. And he gets up there and he says, you know, the Washington Post, the fake media, they totally misquoted the director of the CDC. He didn't he didn't say that. And but, and he goes on and he goes on. And the director of the CDC is there <laughs> and he gets up to the podium and he's asked, did the Washington Post misquote you? No, they quoted me accurately. I mean, it's just so fucking brazen. 
None of us would ever even think of doing that because we care about our reputations and the, he has no shame. He has no and, and they don't either. They don't care. You show them that. And I and I actually provided a link to this guy. And he was. Yeah, but well, but, you know, uh, not. Yeah, but well, but the man's a fucking pathological liar. Uh, uh, my mother told me that Trump never lied. And so I sent her a half a dozen different videos of Trump lying. I, and, and he's on video. These, this isn't p- other people reporting that he's lied. This is Trump himself, right. Right? right? And in one of them, he bragged that he lied to the Canadian prime minister for no fucking reason. Just, I mean, just, just yes. for the fun of it, he lied to the Canadian prime minister, and he was bragging about that on the news. Because I guess nobody in Canada sees American news. What the fuck? I mean, what? <laughs> but I mean, I can show I can show people in my family Trump bragging about lying, and they still will insist that yes. Trump never lied. They don't believe in COVID. They don't believe in anything with as far as what the CDC says. But, you know, to, to some point, I hate to say it, but I, I almost understand a little because Fauci did lie initially. He said uh, masks aren't going to stop this thing. Mas- masks aren't useful. You don't need to wear a mask. And then he admitted to lying himself. So you know, he, he later said, yeah, I just said that at the time because we were trying to uh, keep from having all the hospitals run out of masks. So we were really worried, which I remember that we were worried about not having enough masks, not having enough uh, hospital rooms, not having enough staff. That was a right. real issue at the time. But right. that kind of dishonesty, even though I, I think he was doing it with good intention, that's just so easy for, for these people that are already so conspiratorial anyway to just latch on to. Yeah, I heard I heard all about how that, you know, how Fauci t- lied that one time. And while I, I, I find even that inexcusable, that one lie is inexcusable. That's how I am. I mean, I, I was supporting Hillary Clinton at one point until I found out that she lied about this one thing this one time. So I don't know how other people can just tolerate a constant wall of yeah. I mean, t- tens of thousands of lies while in public office. And you can't get him to admit that he lied ever. Right. Or that it matters if he lied, because very often religious people will, will defend lying to me. So what's wrong with lying? I've, I've heard that many times from religious believers. Except for it's in the top ten. <laughs> no, that's – that's um, it's perjury. Well, the, spirit, the spirit of it is in the top ten, I should say, that bearing no – not bearing false witness. Yeah. So, I mean, not bearing false witness, though, doesn't necessarily prohibit lying. You're correct. I mean, Right. Yeah, and and if if religion didn't prohibit lying, or if religion did prohibit lying, then we wouldn't have religion <laughs> <laughs> or politics, for that matter. Though, I mean, can can you do that job honestly, or I should say, can you honestly do that job? If I were a politician, and I I tried being once, uh, ne- never got elected, so I never became that. But I mean, yes, I would have to be honest about it. I, I don't I, I don't think Bernie has ever lied. You know, you can say things. That, that you maybe think are true that turn out not to be true. It turns out your information is faulty. Your, your information is faulty. That's fine. I don't care about that. You know, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody can be misled. But when you're saying things you know are not true, no, there's no excuse for that. I feel like we're about to enter a trolley experiment here yeah. about, you know, you pull the lever and you say five lies to save a million people and or perhaps you don't say any lies and, you know, something like that. So So maybe... You shouldn't lie all the time. I agree with that. I, I try not to lie, and I try to tell the truth, which are two different things, telling the truth and not lying, right, because right. there are sins of omission. I won't always tell everybody everything that, that I could say. I mean, there's never been justification for that either. 
Especially in your personal life. That's that's her. The, if the wife yeah. says, uh, does this dress make me look fat? And, I, you know, I, can't, and I just can't imagine a situation in politics where it was where it is necessary to mislead and deceive. Yeah. What if the people can't be trusted in a certain scenario? What if democracy doesn't always work? And that situation would dishonest authoritarianism, although unethical, be correct in a utilitarian sense, maybe. You said dishonest authoritarianism? Right. Like, as far as... Um, but the, the dishonest part is actually the worst part of what you just said. I mean, it, it, you could conceivably have a, banana, a benevolent dictator. That's conceptual. I mean, if, if I had dictatorial power over this planet, I, I think I would be benevolent. I wouldn't be infringing on anybody's rights, so to speak. Right. What if um, I, I say that being completely against authoritarianism, which was a right, huge issue right. that I had with Trump because he is authoritarian. Oh, when he brought out amazing the, that you have to say that it's amazing to me when, that when he brought out the, the armed dude, the, the, they weren't even military. They were like Blackwater dudes to arrest people in Portland. That's when I got real scared. And his uh, what was it? His DOD guy, uh, secretary of defense, I think, was it said that's not right. We can't go that far. Don't do that. Yeah. And he fires yeah. him. <laughs> That's yeah. the craziest shit I've ever seen. That's, I mean, that alone, all those don't tread on me people, mm. they're all bootlicking, lying bitches. That's exactly what's the, the other they, thing. Well, they all say that they defend the Constitution and they all have these yeah. patriotic you know, beliefs and everything. Trump has shat on all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How, did, how do they not see that? And you, you can't even show it to them that they still won't see it. But they're not going away. There, now we now we know now we know how how many there are where they're located that they can make some trouble they can make some real yeah. trouble for us and we might have four years of some peace at least as far as the political thing goes everybody's going to stop talking about kids in cages so the media is going to be more peaceful I'm guessing the media is going to get a little more peaceful on COVID not that it wasn't real before but just that we know the media was kind of correct me if I'm wrong but we know the media was kind of using that. To present a flaw with our current president. So I don't think they're going to do that with Biden as much, though. I suggest that we've always known 20, 20 to 25 percent of the voting public are insane. Whether you're talking about Watergate and 20 percent of uh, the population being in support of Nixon, even in the darkest days of Watergate or even during the Gulf War. I mean, during whatever disaster the Gulf War was with uh, Bush, the the younger 20 to 25 percent of the population were supporting him. So we, we can't fool ourselves into thinking that we suddenly realize the veil has suddenly been, you know, uh, showing that that 20 to 25 percent of our fellow citizens are nuts. Yeah. OK, so what's yeah. the what's and there's 140 Republicans who are going to vote against Biden's uh, election on what is it, the sixth? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how, how do all these constitutional people, how all these, you know, these American patriots, how do they set with overturning democracy this way with, with dictatorial rule? I mean, and as, as Brian mentioned, you know, the, 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 the religious right, the Christian nationalists, they don't want a democracy. They want an autocracy. They want they want a king. And I've yeah. got I've heard from Republicans telling me that that is exactly what they want. They want a king. Yeah. Well, that's the model from their from their holy book. Their their holy book has has nothing in. You know, I, I point this out all the time when people talk about a Christian nation. Really, show, show me show me where the let's just take the first ten Bill of Rights. Where is any of that shit? Where is any of that shit in the Bible? It's just not there. It's just not there. God doesn't God doesn't want 
God doesn't want freedom of speech. I have a T-shirt for sale on EvolveFish.com that says that the First Amendment contradicts the First Commandment. Mm, well said. Well said. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, All we right. should put that on a T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, getting back to what is to be done, right? I mean, I think there are some certain things that everyday people can do. And once again, it's about joining these nonprofits, these NGOs, mm-hmm. and getting involved in their community and really pushing uh, getting out, you know, I mean, we've seen the lesson over the last four years with Black Lives Matter, for example, getting out in the streets, pushing the conversation to the left, making voices heard. That's what's important. Telling your stories. That's important. Stories are powerful. Tell your stories. Go out there in the street. Talk to people. Speaking well, of another thing about that being left, I have to tell people constantly what the left is because all I hear is how we're literally satanic, pedophile, cannibals, and all of that crap. It, it, it just every evil thing that you can imagine is somehow leftist, and every you know, and every leftist is is evil. And I'm getting this from my own family. You know, I had to tell my mom. You, you really you, you think you, you think I'm eating babies? You know, <laughs> do you, do you really believe that Tom Hanks is drinking babies' blood while worshiping Satan? Yes, she does. <laughs> and she, she, well, her initial response was that I can't prove that he isn't. Ah, uh, I've got one of those you in know, my I, family. I, the, the, it's, I mean, she is out there, and they're also religious. And did you guys hear Pat Robertson? Yes. One? Check this out. This is a, this is nuts. I think it's all over. I think the electoral college has spoken. I think the the Biden uh, corruption uh, has not totally been brought to to. Uh, of fruition, but it doesn't seem to be affecting the Electoral College, and I don't think the Supreme Court is going to move in to do anything, and I think uh, we're going to see a President Biden, and I also think we'll be seeing a President Kamala Harris not too long after the inauguration of President Biden. With all his talent and the ability of to raise money He's talking about Trump now. large crowds, yeah. The president still lives in an alternate reality. He does. People say, well, he lies about this, that, and the other. But no, he isn't lying. To him, that's the truth. He had the biggest crowd on inauguration day. He had the, he had more people than ever. Uh, he was the most popular uh, people. Uh, he saved NBC, but with The Apprentice. He had to go down the line of things that really aren't true. And, you know, people kept pointing to them. But because they loved him so much and he was so strong for the evangelicals, the evangelicals were with him all the way. Boom. But there was something about him that was good, that God placed him in that uh, office for the time. He's done a marvelous job for the... Blah, 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 blah. But either point, he totally... If they're talking about Bernie revealing the secret. That's Pat Robertson saying what we've all been saying all along. They knew he was a liar. They knew he was full of shit. The man lives in his own fucking universe or however he said he's in his own world like like brian was saying and it was good for the evangelicals it was a power grab all along they didn't have any character in the play it's got to be late if pat robertson is telling you to go to bed yeah to, to say to hear pat robertson say that someone else is living in an alternate reality when, <laughs> when you're so crazy that pat robertson thinks you're crazy fuck <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot of pot calling the kettle black too, right there. Someone yeah. else is living in an alternate reality when you have a sky daddy, you know, who's <laughs> looking out for everybody. And crazy. I love how yeah. Pat Robertson has these like just random moments of lucidity mm-hmm. where he'll just say something true, 
Like yeah. I just in like it was like a while back where he was just like, "Look, climate change is real. I don't know what you guys are talking about." <laughs> Tucker Carlson's the same way. I do want to touch on something that Aaron said is about talking with people who are Trump supporters. Uh, Once again, from my exposure with Extinction Rebellion, what they suggest for people to do is not to talk about uh, climate change with people who are virulently against the idea of global warming, science deniers. Their goal is to reach out and talk to people who may not be entirely sure of what the topic is talking to people who kind of agree with their position, but to pull them closer, to make them become activists, to kind of shift them in that way. And so that, you know, it isn't like I'm saying we shouldn't be talking to Trump supporters. However, maybe our main effort should be talking to people who are in the middle, who Mm. are swayable. On the fence. Yes. uh, With that in mind, I mean, I I knew that anytime I bring up a criticism of you know her her president then my mother is going to be you know react and she's going to sh- she's going to shut down all communication she will not listen to one minute of criticism once she notices that where it's where it's going is going to criticize trump she blocks her incoming information there's just no way to get it through to her she's not going to hear it right she will she will scream at rather than hear that and so what I, what i did one time is i had to explain to her that i am I'm a leftist. I said I am a unapologetically on the left. The reason is that uh, I value human rights over corporate profits. I think that uh, that 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 socialism and capitalism should be locked in an embrace to restrain each other and and maintain a balance because we need social programs. I to tell my mother she's living on social security. What do you think that means? And, and, and I tell her how, how runaway capitalism allows industries to pollute waterways without, you know, to just how, do whatever criminal thing they want to without restrictions. That's, that's the kind of world that she's advocating without realizing it. And so I explained to her that, that we on the left are complaining about Biden because he is not on the left. We're complaining that we want leftist policies and he won't provide them. So I tell my mom every time. Fox News tells you that that Biden is a radical leftist. Understand that they are knowingly lying to you. Every time they say it, they know that they're lying. And I I still can't get her to understand. Here's another thing that I think has to happen. And again, I I hope there are people smart enough in the administration to realize this is they they just need to push some things through, even if it's by executive order or however they they have to do it, because there is one pattern that is so fucking clear in this country it's happened for the last hundred years is that you push policies which actually look out for people and yeah everyone is like oh no it's the end of you know whatever (laughs) and then four years later eight years later everybody fucking loves that program right you know what i mean and so there is there is nothing there is no better sales person on the planet than just blatant success i mean look at obamacare Obamacare, I mean, we, yeah, you lost the house. You lost, we got our asses kicked. But 2018, <laughs> you know, it comes back. You, have, you just have to do these things. You just have to get them done because this is what people need. And we need to take care of each other and just put everything else on the back burner and say, we're just going to fucking do it because we got we to gotta look out for each other. It's just and, – and it's going to work. It is. It will work. I mean, we're seeing it. You know, I, there was just a study um, – I saw the other day about countries with it was oh crap I can't remember what it's about but it was basically these are the countries that have national health systems and here's how they handled COVID versus us <laughs> and it's 
fucking pathetic. It's just so pathetic. Yeah. And one of the big reasons is because if a poor person who doesn't have insurance starts to feel a little sick, first of all, they're poor. They got to go to work anyway. Yeah. So there's, they're not going to get any assistance. Then they're going to go to work and they're going to spread it. And they're, they're not going to get the health care until they're in dire straits. And it's, I mean, it's just, we're, we're such a short-sighted country. This country is all about cure and not about prevention at all. It's amazing. Well, that's because, that's because of the last 40 years since Reagan, basically. I mean, yep. from what yeah. I've yep. seen is that the country's been warped. The mm -hmm. country has been warped into this kind of mindset. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, you, you got that. Reagan started it. Yep, he really did. And okay. so once upon a time, the United States were the, um, we were something to be proud of because we were the first secular government ever. And so we were the only government for a while that could allow freedom of religion. Nobody else can because you have to have freedom from religion to have freedom of religion. Uh, right. Otherwise, if you have a state religion, then everybody has to bow or show homage to that one. Right. You can. And let's face it. Blasphemy is not a is not a sin. It's a right. Mm. We, yes. We have to have that. That's just one of the things that 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 was was special about America. Then we were also inventors. We were we were the producers. You know, we were we were pioneers and all of that. And now we're fat, stupid consumers. <laughs> well, we're we're still leading the world in biotech. So, I mean, we got that one. Going. And, and there was another. Why? Why? <laughs> On, on almost every field of tech, we're leading because we, we used to really invest in this shit. Mm -hmm. I mean, we used to. I don't know if anyone else has read the, um, the book uh, American Amnesia. Do, do, do any of you know no. that book? Mm -mm. I haven't oh, what, a, what a great fucking book. It's basically about how um, the, the mixed economy of the, you know, from the 40s through the, the late 70s just pushed everything forward. I mean, we, we did so much because we were, first of all, we had 25 tax brackets. And the top mm. bracket was, at, during Eisenhower, it was 93%. And Kennedy dropped it down to 70. We took money and we made investments in things that no one else was going to make investments in because they, they just weren't sure that they could monetize it. And, and one of those things is basic medical and technological research. So literally... Everything we have, I mean, if you look at your phone, every little bit of your phone is government-funded tech. I mean, it's just mm -hmm. all of it. And even in the biomedical research, what, what we're coming up on that's a little scary, and thank, thankfully some of these billionaires have kind of taken up the challenge, is that, is that we're, kind of, we're kind of coming to the end of what, what you know, we needed to do a lot more uh, in the last 40 years, which we haven't been doing. Because we wanted to give all that money to the to the people who already have all that money, so we stopped investing in all that kind of stuff. But you know, it's just those are the things that are just so frustrating. Is that that we did it so well? We really did. We had a we had an economy where the poor and the middle class were growing faster than the than the upper classes. I mean, it's the only time in history that's happened. Yeah, my my dad told me America's the best damn country there is, and I don't need to know about nowhere else. <laughs> I don't need to know about nowhere else. Okay, it's the new year. It's the new year. Let's start with something positive. Something something we can say like in on a positive note. God damn it. Yeah, I got something. <laughs> I, I, this is the best I've got, but it's uh, I got something. The the way to uh, to success and everything that the Republicans have been wanting to do or say that they want to do is just to do the exact opposite of everything the Republicans have done. So yeah. let's talk about the war on drugs, for example. The only way to win the war on drugs is to give up the fight. 
Yes. And every everybody that has legalized or decriminalized marijuana now is, is now getting revenue for it. So you can buy safe product. You get what you pay for. You can complain if it isn't good. You can sue people for not giving it to you good. And what happens to the drug cartels when the entire United States is taxing weed and making this huge revenue and everybody's safe and nobody has to go to criminals anymore? The strange thing is, is that statistically teen use of marijuana and other drugs drops. Yes. Figure that out. Wow. Right? But, there's, but you can't have a drug cartel out there killing people if there's nobody buying their product. Yeah. Did I did I inspire you last night with that comment from showing you my, all my stash? Is that what you were? <laughs> <laughs> I showed Aaron all my stash last night. Well, not all of it, but a good portion of it. I did. It was, I did that with my brother once. He's you know very very evangelical, very very religious guy, very uh, law and order, you know that kind of thing. And uh, yeah. he comes by and he's. Uh, He's talking about how, how bad weed is and all this stuff. And I'm like, would you like to see it? He's like, see what? I'm like, would, <laughs> would you, you like, like to see a marijuana bud? And he's like, you have one? Come on. So I, I put a bud in his hand and he's looking at it and he's just like, kind of like, kind of fascinated. I'm like, I got like a little flashlight nearby. So I just pick it up and I show it to him. I'm like, all right, you see how these hairs are colored differently? You see the the little THC little sparkles all around it you know that that's that does this and that and you know kind of explain things so he's really fascinated by this whole world he's never never seen before you know and and right while he's holding the flashlight looking at this thing i go hey buddy he goes what i go you know you're breaking the law right now and he immediately just hands it back to me <laughs> and it's like it freaked him out because he's just like oh shit i didn't even realize i'm like it's that easy it's that easy you're one of us yeah, <laughs> they're coming for you. If you had the right color skin and you got caught with that, you'd be in prison for five years. Right, right about that. That's, that's yeah. negative. I didn't want to. I didn't want to go negative. Uh, <laughs> I got to think of a positive comment now. In the last election, in back in November, Virginia voters decided to take redistricting out of uh, one party's hands. So, as most of you already know, that uh, one party in a state will redistrict that state to its. Uh, own benefit. So you have these, and I'm talking about gerrymandering. I know everyone's eyes are glazing over, but this is so important. Right now, Virginia voters voted on a bipartisan commission to redistrict that state. And that was because voters put that on the ballot. It can be done. And if voters everywhere push their state governments to do bipartisan redistricting, that means you're going to have less religious fanatics in Congress. It's as simple as that. Now, if we weren't completely addicted to and beholden to our fossil fuel industries, we could take on uh, climate change issues also and make a huge industry out of it. Yes, yes. I have another positive. Okay. I, I, I'm impressed with, with this latest generation, particularly the one uh, – I mean, my daughter's generation is pretty good, but my stepdaughter, who is about 10 years behind, uh, I, I, I see so much more oh, – God, how weird. She just texted me. Uh, that is I weird. See, I see so much more interest, more passion, more uh, follow through than, than I've seen in a long time in, in terms of the young people. And that, ma that makes me really hopeful. I, I think they get it. They really do. More, more than my generation did, certainly. One of my kids is on a master's of science program uh, working as a conservationist. Wow. Oh, that's, that's awesome. We got some good stuff coming our way. Thank you guys so much. Emerson Green, Counter Apologetics, Aaron Ra at Aaron Ra on Patreon, Brian Dalton at Mr. Deity on Patreon, uh, Andrew Hall, Laughing in Disbelief, that's on YouTube, and at Laugh Purgatory on Twitter. Yeah, I, I, I feel encouraged. I, I, I appreciate I appreciate you guys for coming on and talking today. 
Thank you much. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> we touched the walls of a city streets and didn't explain. Sadly showed us our ways. I've never asked why. Thank you to Aaron, Brian, Andrew, and Emerson. Thank you to Dave Blair at DaveBlairMusic.com. Thank you to Feedspot.com for promoting the right to reason to the top 10 atheist podcasts. Thank you to our patrons. You can support this broadcast at Patreon.com forward slash right and learn more at the right to reason.com. Next week, we're having a controversial debate on race. David Silverman believes that systemic racism is a myth and black comedian Steve Hill intends to enlighten him on the topic. Between now and then, remember that you have the right to reason. Oh.